Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to the Shrink Think Podcast. We are going to be talking today about friendship. You know what, Nathan? You're a good friend. You're my friend, Darren. Well, no, I said you're a good friend. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. And you're a good friend, too. Thank you. Thank you. It's not that I was fishing for that. I know. Not that I need things to be equal here, but it kind of raises a good question, which is actually the topic for the show today is like, well, how do you be a good friend? What does it even mean to be a good friend? You know, like if, I mean, it's kind of funny because we're just joking about it. Of course, you know, being good friends means we can joke like that. We can like tear each other down and we're like, ha ha, I know you. And then step on you. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not part of being a good friend. Don't tear <laughs> each other down. <laughs> um, but we do want to talk about some of the elements of being a good friend because I think I would say overall, we want you guys out there to have good friendships, good relationships, and friendship is a part of that, right? And in order to have good friendships, you need to be a good friend. Like, what's the best way to like increase your friendships or have better friendships? Well, ask yourself, am I a good friend? Well, if you've answered that question uh, here on the show and you're not quite sure, keep listening because by the end of the show, you will be a good friend. Results not guaranteed. <laughs> but first, before we learn about being a friend to everyone else, you'll be a friend to Shrink Think podcast. You should go out and give us a five star review wherever you listen to this beautiful little podcast. Go out and find the five stars with your little mining pickaxe <laughs> and get yourself a nice five stars and put them inside the review. And then tell everybody about us because we want to reach people. We want people to be happy and healthy. And of course, we want the reviews so that we have validation. <laughs> we don't just cry at home alone by ourselves. Like well, we together need... as friends. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey there, Lisa Mustard here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, which is part of the Psych Craft Network of podcasts. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan of the Shrink Think podcast and the great work they're doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love for you to join me as I interview seasoned and knowledgeable talk therapists to glean valuable insights, techniques, and tools that you can apply to your practice and your life. Plus, some of my episodes qualify for continuing education contact hours. So be sure to check it all out over at lisamustard.com for all my episodes. Plus, you can get your first continuing education contact hour for free. That's lisamustard.com. I cannot keep it together. Nathan... Start us off. What are some ideas about being a good friend? Well, one thing is, is that 
you know, friendship is obviously different than being a counselor. And I say that because in counseling, we need to avoid advice at all costs, pretty much. Or if you're going to give advice, you highlight it and say like, well, this is just going to be some advice, bro. Um, but in friendship, it's not really like that. You know, a lot of times the friends coming up for, for advice, but I would say you don't want to be an advice Pez dispenser, um, for a couple of reasons. One, because you, if you kind of are that person where you, you know, maybe people lean on you that way because you're just a good thinker, you might not be that connected because if you're just kind of listening for what the problem is and then you're thinking, Okay. Yep. Well, there it is, isn't it? Um, okay. Don't do that. I, I would say you need to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. There's an element about that dynamic that is happening then in your relationship where, um, it's going to sound bad. And I don't, I don't think any of you out there really intended this way, but I think functionally what ends up happening is you're kind of using each other or you're using someone, right? If you're a good thinker and you're problem solving, you're not really looking at each other necessarily as people to be in relationship with. You're looking at the other person, maybe who's a good thinker or problem solver, as someone who can help you solve a problem. That's kind of like a tool that might be a benefit of the person or the relationship. But primarily, like what you're talking about is like we need to focus on like the connection first. So what does that even mean, the connection? Yeah. And and just being honest with you, I mean, I that's something that I've had to work really hard on is is it is it is hard to not want to just say like, OK, do this. And the truth is that comes from a self-acceptance place at the end of the day, because what, for me, what I was learning when I, when I learned about that, I was kind of doing that automatically, just giving out advice, even when people didn't necessarily need it was that it had to do with like, I, there was a part of me that didn't, I didn't accept myself. I was, it was my, my acceptance of myself was conditional. And so, um, you, you need to be mindful of what it is that that's going on. Yeah. And I would say like on the other side, like if I was in a relationship with you where that's happening, uh, if I really genuinely care about you, then I don't I don't necessarily need your advice. I mean, I might ask for it on, you know, something here or there. But if I'm in a relationship with you and if I want to be friends with you, I don't need advice from you in order to have a good time in order to be friends. Right. Like who you are as a person, like we just have a good time together. It doesn't matter what you're saying, if it's helpful, not helpful, you know, solves my problem. Like, that's not why I'm in relationship with you. There might be times where I get that benefit, but most of the time I'm like, I just like Nathan. I just want to hang out. Right. Or I just want to have a good time or whatever the case may be. So I think if there's something that happens, I think, on the inside of you, where if you can let go of needing to solve those problems, it's hard. I think if you can be aware of that, but if you can let go of that, then what you you are freed up to then do is just to see and enjoy the other person for who they are. Right. And that's, that's the other side of this coin is that if, if the person's explaining something to you and you kind of have this idea, right. Cause you, you've heard like, Oh, well, there's your first problem. And you, you didn't say anything. You're, you've done a good job. You kept your mouth shut. They're still talking. You are now not listening to the rest of what they're saying. Cause you're thinking about like, Oh, I can't wait to say this. This is going to be awesome. So the other side of that is you need to hear them all the way out because the reality is, is at the end of what they're saying, you may realize like, oh, they are already understood all that. They actually already tried what I was going to tell them three times. And that's actually what their problem is. And so now I, I agree with them. I don't know what to do either. But you're with them, which is the whole point of friendship is really actually being together and being authentic. 
Yeah, and that's kind of getting at one of these things, like if you if you break that down a little bit more, that if we're having this interaction, you know, where where you're telling me something, and um, so I, I guess one of these points too that we're looking at is, what do you need to do to be a good friend? You need to listen, you know, make space for the other person to talk, but also make space inside yourself to hear and to understand what it is they're saying. So if you're telling me something, Nathan, and I'm immediately thinking, oh, well, maybe you need to do this or you should try that. I've stopped making space for you inside myself because I've filled that space up with my own thoughts, my Hmm. own ideas, instead of letting you fill that up. And that's part of, I think, letting somebody be who they are. And I see this a lot of times as a therapist, and I'll kind of make the parallel here. Sometimes if I have the answer for somebody, I can just tell them, like, you need to do this or this is what's going on. But that's not as valuable as them kind of exploring it and coming to the conclusion themselves or me being on that journey with them and then them realizing, oh, I guess, you know, da, 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 da. And, and we've arrived there together. So, for example, you know, what you just said, if you're telling me something and I'm like, oh, well, that's really frustrating. Like, what have you tried? You know, have you tried this? And you're like, yeah, I tried that. It was that didn't work. And then I tried this other thing. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, it sounds like you've really been working at this. And I'm just kind of letting you go through that process and tell me those things rather than solving it for you i can arrive at that same place alongside you and we can together say wow dude it sounds like you've really worked at this that must be really frustrating for you i know right like we've been through that journey together that's a really good experience much more valuable than solving the problem most of the time because that's what friendship really is it's just going through those things together yeah, and that's that's listening to understand right so you're you actually are trying to understand what's going on and because you care. I mean, that's why you've become friends. You've clicked, you've hung out, you know, and you're, you're interested in some things. And, and here's the thing. The other, the other point I wanted to make is that you want to be honest with yourself, which we kind of talked about a little bit earlier and honest with the other person. So it may be that you're in a conversation, but you realize like you're not doing a good job like listening because, and then you realize like, it's not because you don't care about the person. It's because you've got your own, stuff you've got your own crap and this has happened with aaron and i sometimes we go you know we you know that we go to this local brewery and a few weeks ago i might even have been like last week i'm just kidding (laughs) i want it to be a few weeks ago i don't i just been through it was just a hard week and like um aaron asked a question and then i think i just went off for a while i'm like i don't dude i gotta just dump this just needs to get out because there was nothing else i could do until i got all this stuff out that it happened. And so if I would have just was said like, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Talk Aaron. I wouldn't, I didn't have any space for Aaron at that point. Like I was so filled up with crap. I had to get it out, but you have to be honest with yourself in order to do that. And, and that's one thing that I love about our friendship is we, we can do that. The space is there like to be able to do it. And and it's back and forth. It's a, it's an even Steven type of thing. Yeah. And I think that it takes a little bit of self-awareness too. Like you're saying, be honest with yourself, but I think it's also like check in with yourself, pay attention to yourself, observe yourself. You know, I think a lot of times people just are kind of doing whatever they're doing and they're not even paying attention to what they are doing because they're so busy looking at what other people are doing and like reacting. Right. Whereas I think something that has been really valuable for us as therapists is we're constantly kind of being watched and monitored by people. And then we're getting feedback. We're seeing reactions. And we're like, oh, what did, what did my face just do? You know, <laughs> or, oh, I just said something and that didn't go over well or whatever. 
So, but there's something really valuable about this self-awareness of like, hey, I realized I just said something and I could see you kind of stopped talking after that. Like, did I say something that upset you or whatever? Or in your case, you're like, you know what, Aaron? I've got lots of stuff that I need to dump out. You know, I'm not going to be able to hear anything until I can dump this. It's like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Now I know kind of what's expected, um, what you need essentially. And I've got space. I can listen. And so you can dump. And that was a good thing and a positive experience for both of us instead of like denying that reality, you know, and then just pretending like everything's okay, but then being stressed and like dumping it on me anyway. And then I'm like, what the heck is going on? that would be us not being on the same page because you're not being honest with yourself. Yeah. And then it causes strain in the relationship for like no reason. I mean, it's, right. it's no reason at all has nothing to do with anything. Those are those weird conversations you end up in later. Cause you realize that you should have just said something in the first place. Right. Like, dude, you, you seem kind of stressed. No, I'm not. I'm everything's fine. Mm, just yes. tell me what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. Is it though? <laughs> right. It doesn't seem fine. <laughs> right. There's another piece of this, too, as we're, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, listening, making space for the other person. Uh, one of the things that I hear from people all the time is like, man, I'm always the one to initiate things in the relationship. Like, uh, you know, and I'm kind of getting tired of that. I don't want to be the person that's always texting or calling or setting, making plans. And then the other person just sort of shows up. So part of being a good friend is initiating. Yes, do that for sure. And if you're on the other side, if you're the person that's not doing that, man, you may not be actually as good a friend as you think you are. And maybe you've got a lot going on. That's totally fine. But you need to find a way to initiate. Or if, or if the other person's initiating, at least respond. Don't just let their text hang there for like several days, you know. Respond to it. Take, take a moment. You have it. I know you have it. People say all the time, I don't have any time. I'm like, yes, you do. Because I see the other things that you're scrolling Instagram. You're texting other people, you're, whatever. You can stop and let your friends know you matter to me. Yeah, chances are if you're the last person who texted, um, you are not the initiator. Like, if I'm thinking about, am I thinking about that right? I think it's backwards. That, right? that is backwards. If you're the last person, then you're waiting for the other person to respond. Right, right, right. That was nice and confusing. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of friendship I'm having with, <laughs> with myself. Or others. It's called schizophrenia, and it's digestible. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're good friends. I though. see three heads. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, I think we're you're getting kind of the point that I'm trying to make. As far as as far as responding to people, I do hear Aaron was pointing out that initiation thing. I literally hear that all the time, and it, it to the point where it's funny. I started thinking one time, like everybody thinks they're initiating. I wonder, I wonder how, like, how actually true it is, but I think it is true in the sense that probably the people, like, if you think that you're initiating a lot, you probably are, you probably are initiating more than the other person. And maybe you should bring it up. Just, just bring it up to the person and say, Hey, um, I care about you. And that's why I keep starting conversations. Are you just, maybe you're more busy than I thought. Like, I, you know, do you need some time or space or maybe it's worth <laughs> it trying to have that conversation? You know, and that kind of leads into, I mean, this is a, a version of initiating, but something I think that is just really good for friendships, for people to do, for us to do really as even the friend is to take some time to actually think about your friends, first of all, you know, and, and, or if something comes up and you have thought about your friends or you're thinking about them, 
Uh, send them a message right away. I mean, I know we're talking a lot about like texting and, you know, we text quite a bit here. Um, make a phone call, send a text, write a letter, whatever you need to do, send an email. The text is just a quick, easy thing. But the specific thing I want to encourage you to do is send a quick text saying, I'm thinking about you. So if somebody was going to have a surgery or if you know somebody who's going through a difficult time or even just if you haven't heard from the other person in a while, you can ask the question, hey, how are you? That's a cool one because whenever I get that, it's like, wow, you're thinking of me? Awesome. And you want to know how I'm doing? There are like no strings attached. It's not like you need something. It's like you just genuinely are trying to give me space to be heard. That's a cool, valuable friendship move. Also, I think to do, especially if you haven't said anything to a person for a while, do a very random text, you know, like, what'd you eat for breakfast? They haven't they haven't heard from them like they haven't heard from you in like a couple, like maybe a week or something. I think it'd be kind of a funny thing because they're like, what? What are you talking about? And you know, get the thing started. Just kind of a funny thing to get it started because they're your friend, right? They know that you're a freaking goofball. If that's you, if that's not you, then, <laughs> then you'll be a creeper and they're like, I'm blocking you. <laughs> right. I'm assuming that we're talking about like actual friendship here, not random acquaintances. Like I'm thinking of people like if I did that, they'd be like, well, I know that guy was kind of weird, but this is like next level. I thought we were friends. I thought I could ask what you had for breakfast <laughs> and it would be normal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. And now it's creepy. That podcast sucks. <laughs> so one of the other things that you kind of are getting from us, too, that we wrote down as kind of some some brief uh, notes about this was what you get from our podcast. You know, it's not just that we're here to do a podcast and share content, but we are friends. And what you get from us is that we laugh because we want to have a good time. You know, we want to do this and do it well. But also, like, we want to have a good time doing it, because if we're not having a good time, then you guys are not having a good time. So. And there are lots of friendships out there where maybe that's not exactly everything that you guys do. Maybe you guys like just have some like deep conversations or whatever. But I think it's good for friendships to be able to have that balance where you can go deep, but you can also laugh and have a good time. Because that it's kind of like when you when you can do both, then it like makes more space. But when you can only do one, it's kind of like, oh, our friendship is this. It kind of pigeonholes you into something, sets the expectations and kind of puts a little bit of pressure on the relationship. And one thing you can try actually to <clears throat> spice up the friendship is do the same thing you normally would do, but just do it in a different place. You know, like maybe you, one of you picks like, or maybe there's more than one of you, you know, you pick a weird place that you normally wouldn't, would never go. So you're having the shared experience sitting in a different restaurant that maybe you never would eat at, at or some, maybe a library or something, you know, I'm just thinking out of the box. So you can just have the different experience um, because friendship's just about connection and and just being together. And the truth is, you know, with all that, you don't always have to be doing something right. So um, just hanging out, doing nothing like um, I think, of, you know, the closest thing to that with with um, with doing something would be like watching a movie because you're not going to be talking. Right. You're just going to be sitting there watching a movie but you're having kind of a shared experience but yeah just hanging out and and being in the same spot is valuable because we like to do that as humans we like to not be alone we like to know that we're we're together and that the world is bigger than us and sometimes sometimes that works great for some friendships uh, or some people i mean i guess i guess i would challenge you if you're the kind of person where you're like i need to be doing something like okay i mean that's that's valuable maybe sometimes but 
I would want to challenge you to try to not do something, just to try to be. Um, because I think there, like you're saying, there is something valuable about not just having a shared experience where we're like intentionally doing something like, oh, we're skiing and then we're, um, and then we're swimming and then we're uh, making cookies. And then we're like, what if, just, what if we're just like doing normal things? Like go run errands with your friend. Like we're just running to Target and I'm getting gas. Like we're just sort of hanging out. Like I've done that on the phone before and I've, you know, run errands with friends and I'm like, it's cool because I don't really need to accomplish something in order to spend time with you. Like we can catch up while we're doing all of that, you know, assuming you're okay on with the comfort level with each other. But if you can get to that point, it's kind of cool because the point here then is like, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. You guys are just spending time together and that's a valuable friendship. That's a good idea. Actually. You're saying that I'm like, you know, I used to do that stuff like the errands thing, you know, when I was in college, that was a pretty easy one to do. Like, what do you got to do? Oh, I got to go to the bank and blah, blah. Oh, I got to go to the store. Can I just jump in your car go with you? You know, like, so then, yeah, no, you're doing, now you're doing a couple things. Yeah. Why the crap don't we just do that still? We're like two adults. I mean, I, I do that with my, I've got a buddy that um, he'll just call me like, oh, I'm on my way home. Or he's got to run a couple of errands. You know, he'll give me a call and we'll just, I'll just be on the phone. and be like, okay, hold on. Let me call you back. I got to check out or something. It's like, okay, cool. Um, sometimes people will just sort of, I'll just hang on while they're checking out or vice versa, whatever. Um, and it's kind of funny too. It's cause it's entertaining. You're talking about like mixing things up in your friendship. I mean, what is more mixed up than we're running errands together and you got to interact with somebody and then they're out of stock of that or like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, do you want a bag with this? Or you're just joking with the person at the counter. Like it's kind of fun to hear those interactions because you don't hear those all the time from your friendship. Well, everyone, you've heard it here first. Aaron's cheating on me. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Other friends besides me. <laughs> with the clerk at the counter. <laughs> the bank teller. With a lot of people, Nathan. Uh -oh. Yes, I do have other friendships besides you. <laughs> oh, no. You're not as special as you think Oh, you man. <laughs> Circles back to all my acceptance issues. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we hope that you will be a good friend to others and that you will also have good friends. Yeah. And ultimately, deep down, like at the bottom of it, you know, the very last thing I, I would say before we close up and you have a good day, I would say you need to make sure that you're there for people. You know, when when something is going on, don't overthink it. You know, if something's going on, reach out, ask for help or share. And if your friend is going through something, just like, what can I do? Ask the question or if there's something that is clear for you to do. Uh, jump up and just make space for it. Don't think about it. Just make space for it and then figure it out later on. Because ultimately, that's just you prioritizing your friendships. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 